0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Big Screen Sports is brought to you by Blue Wire's new show, On the Hook with Abner Maris. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, Olympian sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore friends alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we we'll are here from his Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made the boxer the man he is. he will talk about the state of boxing, his journey from a kid on the streets to a boxing champ, sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maras wherever you get your podcast. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Blue Wire. Alright, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we are getting out of the long intro game. Uh, rate, review, you know the drill. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But today, we've got another episode of Rocktober, talking about the Rocky movies the entire month of October. And joining me on this episode, you might have heard his, heard his clip from last week's episode when podcasters chimed in about their favorite Rocky movies. It's Double G from the Fight Game podcast. Double G, man, thanks for, thanks for joining Big Screen Sports.
2: You don't know how happy I was to see that you were going to cover Rocky for your show because rocky is ultimately i would say you know there's been a lot of great um series franchises you know there's the star wars franchise like that's just so huge and just more recently what marvel has done but i go back to rocky and that's still my favorite series of movies adding creed and creed 2 in there so i was so excited to see that you were covering this series and it's
1: it's easily the most famous sports movie franchise not not many other sports movies like you think there's you know, there's like the major leagues, Mighty Ducks, things like that. But Rocky was kind of the original underdog sports movie, or at least the first new age underdog sports movie. And in doing this podcast, I have gotten more questions, I think, about when are you doing Rocky? When are you covering Rocky? than any other movie, except maybe Moneyball. Get a lot of Moneyball questions about when the Moneyball episode is coming. Um, But I I thought there's so much about this series. It it is more than just a single good movie and some sequels. There's there's a lot to unpack. You can kind of trace the sports movie genre all the way back to Rocky. So I I think uh, we're going to have a good time today. But before we get into that, um, tell the folks where they can find uh, Fight Game and talk about the series you guys did on Rocky earlier this year.
2: Yeah, Fight Game uh, Media is the website, fightgamemedia.com. And we are... A blue wire brother to to you, our our podcast, the Fight game podcast, um, is uh, we we mostly follow uh boxing, mixed martial arts, professional wrestling, the day to day, the big shows and all that. And what we did over the summer was because you know're we were in the pandemic and we're just at, like trying to figure out something creative to do. I have a buddy who uh, he and I did a series a few years ago, gosh, like, now we're probably talking like five years ago, on four boxers, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran, and Thomas Hearns. And so we were trying to figure out how to do this series of, of special podcasts. It wasn't a disaster, because I think the content is good. It just took way longer than we ever thought it would take to finish. And so we said, you know, the next time we do something together, we'll map it out a little bit better and we'll sort of figure it out. And it'll be, you know, it'll be better from a schedule standpoint. And then over the summer, uh, right, actually right before the summer started, I reached out to him. I said, okay, I got it. What about Rocky? And he's like, I'm in. So he actually lives in Ireland. So when we would actually do our tapings, it would be Sunday, usually Sunday or Saturday around, Noon, my time. I live on the West Coast, so that he could do his in the evening before he kind of get get ready for bed and, and go to work the next day. So we did it, and it was so great. Just doing the research, rewatching the movies, it was awesome. And uh, we we put them up in the midweek uh, in our in our uh, fight game podcast feed. So if you want to if you want to listen to those, you can go back. I'm also putting them on our YouTube channel. Sort of uh, a- a- every other week or so, I'm putting up uh, putting them up there, but yeah, it, w- it was a blast, and just re-watching them the research, th- learning things that I didn't really know about the film in-, in doing that research, and just having that conversation about you know movies that were, were really really close to our hearts it was just fantastic. So what we're gonna do today, I I want to especially
1: taking into account this project, kind of just kind of talk about the Rocky franchise as a whole. You know, the highs, the lows, the things you learn in that, and, and fight games look back because kind of like I said, you can, you can look at the sports movie genre, and Rocky has its finger on on so much stuff because you think of like, and I'm sure this happens a lot in Hollywood pitch meetings is you think underdog story, you think Rocky, he's the original underdog. And one thing that is a constant in in the sports movie genre, even now where big budget sports movies are not getting made as much, you're not really seeing things like Major League or Bull Durham or even like in any given Sunday aren't getting made. if if you know if sports shows are getting if if sports content's getting made a lot of the times it's it's a TV show or something like that. but they're still making boxing movies. There's a ton of boxing movies, but when you look in this, In in this series, how many Rocky movies do you think are in your top five boxing movies? Because it is the most critically acclaimed sports movie genre there. I mean, boxing movies account for a majority, I think probably all, I would say 90% of sports movie Oscars are boxing movies.
2: It's a good question. Um, I I would say, obviously, the first one, uh, the first one is, you know, the most critically acclaimed in the series uh but also i would say creed as well now from a rewatchable standpoint rocky 3 is still my favorite rewatchable movie because i can just sort of walk in at any moment on that film and i'm i'm right back in you know where it was and i, I want to watch the whole the rest of it but i wouldn't say that that is the most critically acclaimed film it's not the best one but it is like it it is just the most digestible one for me to watch over and over and over and over but i would say at least the first rocky and the first creed would definitely be in there I, I, but i'm see the other thing is is i'm also uh i i'm biased right like you know you can watch raging bull million dollar baby um you know there's tons of other ones that, and a lot of ones that are way older uh, than what I've seen you know from my my dad would tell you about you know the great white hope and all these other films um but yeah so i you know I, I would actually i would put those in but at any point like if you ask me like i might I might put five out of the five in there you know even even though there are really good i mean i mean does um does When We Were Kings count, which is which is a documentary, but is awesome. Uh, so so you know it's it, it, it sort of depends on the day for me, like kind of how I'm feeling. But at least those two.
1: Yeah, I didn't even get into how many good boxing documentaries there are. Um, you mentioned Roberto Duran earlier. They did the um, the No Moss, the Thirty for Thirty on him, and I didn't know anything about that story going in. I really enjoyed that, but. Um, I mean the the thing with like Oscars like Rocky the original Rocky wins Best Picture Million Dollar Baby wins Best Picture uh, the Fighter wins a couple Oscars for acting uh, Raging Bull gets De Niro an Oscar it, it's pretty loaded I am a huge Cinderella Man fan mm-hmm. uh, that's a good that. one yeah covered that last year with uh, with Michael Montero from Ring Magazine I've always enjoyed that film um, I know it's MMA but I think of I think of Warriors just kind of in the oh, same. Yeah. In, in the same kind of context as these movies. And Warrior might be my favorite combat sport movie.
2: Warrior's really good. I remember seeing that like day one in the theater. Here, here's one for you, because I think this film is a little polarizing because of who the, the big star is. But what do you think of Will Smith's portrayal of Muhammad Ali in Ali?
1: It was It's the closest I think we've gotten to Will Smith getting an Oscar. I, I think Ali is good. I don't think it's... I don't think it's great. It's not in my top five, but I think it's I think it's really good. I think there's I don't want to say it's a problem, but there's something about Will Smith that I feel like he never maybe not never, but it is tough to take out the oh, that's Will Smith. There's mm-hmm. some some actor like you just you straight up buy in with Will Smith, it, there's always just an air of, okay, That this is Will Smith playing someone and not
2: this is that person. Well, for me, because I go back pretty far with him when he was a-, a rapper, when he was the Fresh Prince. Like, that's how I knew him. So anytime I ever saw him in anything, it was, oh, that's the Fresh Prince in this movie. And I think the turn for me was actually bad boys with Martin Lawrence. He is a I mean he's still funny in that movie but Martin's more the the comedy and Will's more the kind of like the iconic, you know, actor in that in that film. He's about this is like kind of where he makes his his his, his this is his like visible jump into becoming a star in, in Bad Boys. But even in Ali I still sort of was like uh, like I can't unsee him as the fresh prince no matter what because Muhammad Ali himself is such an iconic character so you're having this pop culture phenomenon play an iconic character and it was this weird mix and you know I agree with you I think it was his best his best portrayal um at that point but it was still hard it was still hard to separate him from his prior you know life as a as a goofy comedy actor and as a rapper really
1: yeah and and for that reason Ali isn't in my top five boxing movies I think as far as Rocky movies go for me I think Creed's in my top five I've if you've listened to the entire episode uh, last week I Creed is my favorite I think you know objectively Rocky is the best it's the most original of all of them um but but Creed is my Creed is the only one that I can definitively say is in my top five favorite movies. Because I really I won't always rewatch Rocky, but mm-hmm. you kind of had this nuanced take as well when, when you sent in what your favorite Rocky movie is versus and you kind of compared what is the best and you said, Well, the first one's the best, but you said Rocky three as your favorite. And I think Rocky three gets overshadowed by four a lot because yeah. Rocky three is really driven by it's, it's all about, it's, it's all about eye of the tiger and it's
2: all about Mr. T. And so my, my, uh, co-host Duan, who, who helped me with these shows. We had a pretty interesting conversation because I am old enough to wear when HBO and pay-per-view television and all that kind of was getting its start, that's where I am a, a young child watching TV. So I was able to watch Rocky three on HBO or Cinemax so many times when I was a young kid, but for doing Rocky four was actually that movie. And so we were kind of going back and forth. Cause I'm, I, I'm a good, uh, a good amount of uh, a, age older than him, but, once you get to where Rocky Four time is, so you're talking mid-80s, and then you go into the late 80s, now the videotape revolution is going nuts. So you could literally watch a movie that you enjoyed every day if you wanted to. And I think that's where the Rocky Four audience, because there are people who absolutely hate that movie. There are people who absolutely love that movie. I kind of fit in the middle. Like I think it's kind of fun, but I think it's a... A basically a uh, you know seventy five minute music video. Um, it's like the Reagan era tied into a
1: movie, like exactly tied into a boxing movie with a bunch of like popcorn scenes.
2: And and so, but I get it. Like if you are, if your introduction to Rocky Balboa was Rocky Four because of a your age and B just because of the amount of media or the amount of. Television and channels just went, you know, went crazy. Then I sort of get it, but I came from before that time a little bit before that time. So for me, that movie was Rocky 3, and I just think Rocky 3 is a better movie than Rocky 4. So
1: I don't remember the first time I was exposed to any of the Rocky movies, I don't remember when the first time I actually saw any of them was because I saw them when I was young, but I do know that. Rocky, I I probably saw Rocky four the most. I think it probably appeared on TV the most. It gets, it gets like the, the it still gets the most Rocky publicity because of the you know the the Cold Warness of it all, um, and the, you know and, and that Drago was an iconic villain. It's not to say that Rocky four isn't that isn't super fun, but I I I kind of like the plot of Rocky three better. The fact that Rocky gets complacent. And then he gets his ass kicked, and then Apollo brings him back. I think that is much. I I, I think that's a much more effective plot. But like, it, it it's it is really funny that Rocky Three and Rocky Four are very similar, whereas Rocky One and Rocky Two are practically the same movie. Mm-hmm. But Rocky Four, just because of everything, it is it is perceived as overshadows Rocky three, but I wanna go through all of them. On this podcast, typically if we're covering a single movie, you know, ask the guests, we we kinda of talk, is it Hall of Fame, All Star Starter, or Benchwarmer? For the for the Rocky movies and the Creeds, the two creeds, what what are Hall of Famers, what are all stars, what are starters, and what are bench warmers for you?
2: So we ranked these in our epilogue episode of the Rocky Podcast. So I'm, tr- I'm going to try and remember what my rankings were but it, it so for me the three hall of famers are the first one the third one and and creed one now by me saying that the first one is is a great film it is but it's not like i that's it's not like that's my go to when i want to watch something rocky because it is told at a much slower pace it is very 70s there is you know there's a and uh, depending on uh, on when you first saw this scene there's a scene with him and uh, Talia Shire uh, as Adrian where you know he kind of forces her a little bit to make out with him that uh, that is some some people find it hard to watch that scene hard to watch though i did ask my wife and she's like yeah that that wasn't that that bad i was like okay maybe i'm being a little too sensitive but um i would say those are the two hall of famers i would say creed 2 uh is an all-star and I would say Rocky Balboa is an all-star, and then I would have Rocky Two, Rocky Four as starters, and then Rocky Five is the bench warmer of of the group. Yeah, Rocky Five is clearly dragon
1: ass. There, the Rocky Balboa is so is very interesting because that movie. It really had no business being as good as it actually turned out to be because it it came almost I think fifteen years after the last one. The plot is very implausible because I mean in reality, like imagine if, like imagine if Roy Jones Jr. got in to face whoever the top boxer is going around now. I I don't pretend to know a whole lot about boxing, yeah, but Canelo or somebody, yeah. I mean, it, it, the movie itself is a is a ton better. That speech he gives to his son is. Mm-hmm fantastic but who it, is
2: now the most famous tv actor on television right now
1: who is his son
2: um uh, uh, uh milo ventimiglia oh the guy from yeah the guy from this, yeah, the the guy 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 from this is us
1: yep that's that is funny yeah that movie is a lot better uh
2: let let, let me tie something in with mm-hmm. both uh, milo and stallone so I'm watching This Is Us and I'm kind of like why why does he do the lip thing like like Stallone like why does he you know have that that little lip curl like Stallone and I was like oh maybe he just got it from being in Rocky Balboa and he just kind of learned that you know from from Stallone and 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 now that's just his thing but no they both I think were born with nerve damage in their face and that's why their lip is a little bit lazy like the both of them I don't know if that, like, I don't know if, like, that helped him get that part of Rocky Jr. or not, but, um, and then there's another thing, I don't know if you're a fan of This Is Us, but Stallone does a, a couple episode um, part in that show, with, which made me realize that when he was doing Creed Two, like, before I heard anything about Creed Two, my thought was, okay... He's connected to this and somehow I bet you we get Milo back in Creed two and then he shows up at the end of the movie. So I was super pumped about that.
1: Yeah, well, so you're doing my job for me as far as the IMDB <laughs> trivia, because I wanna you, you you did my transition for me. Let's talk I wanna hear about the other stuff, some interesting bits of trivia you found looking back on the series, what are the what are the big things like that that, that stood out to you with 40 years of, of Rocky trivia?
2: So I think the most interesting thing is his relationship with John Avildsen. So they do that first movie together, and it is iconic for both men. You know, John had been doing movies before Rocky. It's not like he wasn't, you know, before. But he does Rocky with Stallone, and that that sort of creates you know both of their careers and so i there's not a lot of information about it but before john passed there was a book about the movies that he had done and and he was i think he was quoted in it quite a bit of time and it sounds like because when it came to the oscars you know that he won best director it won best picture And Stallone himself didn't win the best actor. It sounds like there may have been a little bit of jealousy there. Uh, He doesn't do Rocky II, but that's not necessarily on Stallone. It was his choice because he was dating somebody who uh, decided to make a movie. She was a screenwriter. And so he went and directed her movie uh, and not Rocky II, which was probably a humongous mistake for his pocketbook. But so, so he's out of the franchise. He comes back for Rocky Five. Stallone himself did not ask Avildsen to direct the film. I believe it was Bill Conti who played the liaison between the two men because they hadn't really spoken. And Stallone supposedly, you know, I've seen a few quotes that he kind of would take a shot here and there about, uh, on John. Um, and so he d- comes back to do Rocky Five and there's a quote i don't know the exact quote but it was something like to the effect of you know when when we were doing the first rocky he was an actor and when we're doing the second rocky he's a hollywood star so there's a difference in in you know doing the 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 films with him and so i always thought that That's was kind of like the plot of rocky 3 when you think about <laughs> right, it <laughs> right right. is very true to that and so you know there was talk about whether Avildsen will be you know, would be involved in Rocky Balboa. And I think there was a meeting between the two men. I don't remember who set it up, but basically Rocky or Stallone told him like, here's what I'm thinking about doing for Rocky Balboa. And Avildsen gave him some feedback, which Stallone didn't use. So then Avildsen was like, oh, I guess he didn't really like what I had to say about the film. So I think that was the most interesting thing was just the relationship because those two guys are tied because of this movie when in reality... Not to say that they hated each other or they didn't get along, but there was really no relationship there after the fact. So that was like maybe the most interesting thing. But, you know, there's a couple other things Like you could go on. Uh, I think it's the Roger Ebert website. He's got this interview with Stallone after the first film comes out. And so then he starts talking about, well, here here's some of the things that I, I think, you know, if, if this movie does well, I would love to do a sequel and here's what the sequel and then maybe even the third one would be, which is completely different than what happened. He wanted to go to night school. So Rocky had just shocked the world. He, he, not, he uh, almost beat Apollo Creed. He wants to go to night school and enter politics and eventually become the mayor of Philadelphia. And then in part three, he would be framed by the political machine because he was too honest, impeached, and wind up back in the ring at 37, broken down but happy. So that is a clear (laughs) difference from what we actually saw.
1: That sounds like what a a movie Stallone would have done in the nineties, like something like that. Except instead of getting back in the ring, it's like, he has to be a, you know, he has to hunt down the people who framed him or did whatever. Like it it definitely seems like much more of a Stallone nineties. So it's very interesting to think about how Stallone, came on the scene with Rocky versus what he has thought of. Now, I mean, he still thought of Rocky, but then you think about the run from like 85 to 95-ish. It's it's very interesting. But you also, you mentioned that Avilson won Best Director. I don't know if you've looked, at, looked back at the 1976 Oscars much or the 1977 Oscars, but it is a... Rocky beat out all the president's men in taxi mm-hmm. driver mm-hmm. that is that is loaded and Avildsen, you know won uh best director over uh Alan Pakula, who directed all the president's men it is it is crazy
2: the um yeah the just the idea that this film kind of comes out of nowhere and I, I, have you seen there's a there's a small thirty minute documentary. That came out this summer on the four. Uh, what was it? The forty-five years of Rocky. I
1: watched the trailer for it right before we started recording. It is okay. now on my list.
2: Okay, so it's it, it's not long. You can't even rent it. You literally have to like buy it for two bucks or something. So you have to keep it if if you buy it digitally. Um, but anyway, so there's. Uh, I think a lot of it is cuz at one thing about Avildsen is he shot a lot of 8mm uh, film like he literally just had a cam like an 8mm c- camera recording constantly so there's a ton of this great footage that he has and one of these uh one, one of these shots is they go back to a I think it was a theater that Stallone said you know Stallone can 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 tell some pretty long tales as well, so we don't know uh, sometimes true truth or fiction uh, from what he says. But supposedly, this was a, a theater he had worked at, and so they go back to see the poster and the marquee of a place where he had worked, and like that was kind of a, a little cool bit in 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 the documentary. But they also show like here's how we knew this movie was going to be great is because we went to these, you know, it opens in this small number of theaters. And then, you know, I do remember if this is like in LA or something like they saw the line was like around the corner and they were like, okay, like this tells us this thing's going to be pretty good. And we gotta, we gotta make it more wide. But in, up until then they didn't really know, right? Because it's this small film. Um, you know, they did it for not a lot of money and now you put it out. And, and like the idea of actually doing this movie I think was tied to something else. Like I forget the the company, UA. So UA puts it out, but I think they put it out only because it meant that they were going to get this other film, which did no business, and Rocky is actually the one that did the business. So there's all kinds of these weird things, like these weird breaks for how this movie becomes successful and how Stallone becomes successful.
1: It's just so weird when you look at it and you see kind of what the series became in the 80s. We, we you know, we talked about it with three and four and being these kind of popcorn movies that are, are going to kill at the box office, but don't have, you know, as much substance. And you look at, again, you look at these Oscars, wins best picture, wins best director, uh, Stallone's nominated for best actor, two nominations for best supporting actor for the guys who played Mickey and Polly. Like And it is going against All the President's Men, which is also one of the best movies of the last 40 years. Taxi Driver, one of the most iconic movies of the last 40 years. It's crazy how much the the first movie holds up as this pinnacle of of great cinema and then kind of the sequels that spawned. And I really think Creed gets back to the roots of that. But I want to take a quick break. Let's hear from our sponsors, and then we'll get back with some more Rocky-centric questions. Big screen Sports is brought to you by Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for three million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try it indeed with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash blue This is our best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue Terms and conditions apply offer valid through December 31st. Big screen sports is also brought to you by our old friends at betonline.ag. The wait is over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season. Game spreads, totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can also get in on season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day, and that stuff changes week to week, so that's always open. Head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE, betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, and we are back. So, like I mentioned earlier, I am, and, and like I've mentioned pretty much any time we've covered boxing on this podcast, I am not a boxing savant. I'm very, very much a surface level combat sports fan. Um, I I know enough that I I know the guy who the guy who gets knocked out loses, um. So I, I want to kick to you on, on this podcast. Typically, we talk about and you know we we appreciate authenticity in sports films, and I would imagine that you know I, I again not a boxing savant, but you look at that boxing match at the end of the first Creed Rocky match, and it is uh it, it doesn't seem like something you'd see in real life. Is there something? in this series or a particular movie that stands out as legitimately like the most authentic sports centric, boxing centric part of these movies.
2: Yeah. Doon and I touched on this when he comes back, like you mentioned, like 15, 16 years later with Rocky Balboa, obviously the technology in 16 years in shooting something like boxing is, is you know, probably a hundred times better than it was the last time he shot uh, a film, so that scene with Stallone and a guy by the name of Antonio Tarver who plays Mason Dixon, it's really rugged, and the the first rocky the Rocky Apollo one that you're talking about, they basically wrote down all of the choreography for that fight so it's like stallone's like oh and rocky here with the left hand apollo jab rocky swings and misses they they like write it all out so they're kind of learning a dance in a sense so it's choreographed very much like a dance in rocky balboa they wanted it to be a lot more realistic and it's gritty, and there's moments where Stallone himself at, uh, well, gosh, how old would have, would have Stallone been in his 50s uh, at that point, you can tell that he's not as athletic, especially at that age, as the real-life boxer in, in Antonio Tarver. So there are moments there where you're like, mm, and he's not really moving well. But what they wanted to do was they wanted to make sure that those punches looked like they were landing. And in some cases, they did land. Um, you know, there, there there's uh in in also in a creed the first creed uh, Michael B Jordan is is uh, fighting a, a real boxer, uh, Tony Bellew, and there was moments where I think you know there was some 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 real landing of punches and Stallone tells a story about how you know he wanted Michael B Jordan to understand how to get knocked out so he basically tells you know he has Tony Bell, you hit him for real and he goes loopy like that that that's nuts i don't know how you uh, how you don't get in trouble for that but incredible so, method act. <laughs> so the the realism they definitely wanted to dial it up uh once you know once the the technology was better because you know we, rocky rocky 3 rocky 4 those are less realistic than even the first two Rocky fight scenes, and actually, my favorite Rocky fight scene is the, is the second one, just because the way that they that they did that that fight was, is just so memorable to me. But it is also not as realistic as as they would get. But I would say Rocky Balboa that fight scene with him and uh, Mason Dixon is going to be closer to actual boxing than you'll see in most of these because a Tarver's a real guy and b that was the intent the intent was to make it look like that you know this was a rugged fight rather than this uh this dance like the uh, like the first rocky so this might be a much tougher question can
1: you point to something that is legitimately the least authentic part about the rocky franchise
2: so, boxing wise yeah so I I have these little we we did these little nitpicks like what what were, what kind of just were things that you would nitpick at the movie and in the first Rocky, round fifteen, is like seventy five seconds long like it's so short, <clears throat> um but you know they were there were budgetary reasons for for stuff like that I'm sure, but when you get to Rocky four, his fight with Drago, uh there are small things like when every time in, in boxing if the fighter's glove touches the ground like he uses the glove to keep himself upward that actually counts as a knockdown and never did they ever ever count the glove touch as a knockdown which happens often in Rocky 4 but they actually do in Rocky I'm sorry in Creed 2 because that becomes a big part of that storyline in Creed 2 where um Adonis you know, kind of goes down on the knee and baby Drago comes at him like with this disqualification punch that puts him in the hospital. Like, so in, in, in Rocky four, like Rocky, Rocky must touch his glove to the mat, like three or four different times. And he gets right back up and they don't call it a, a knockdown and, and they just keep on going. But that entire movie is sort of like that in, in a sense, it's just over the top, over the top, over the top, over the top. And, and that, I mean, it's probably why it's the most successful out of all of those films too.
1: Yeah, I mean the the early Rocky fights. I I mean I would think everything in the I guess the original from from Rocky one to Rocky five are very amped up and very dramatic, and you know everyone both boxes are bleeding, and it's just it's all over the place. I think they I think they scale things down in a very good way. It's not like the fight scenes aren't intense in the newer movies Rocky Balboa and the two creeds, but I, I think they're they're a little more grounded so um, you you kind of mentioned it but do you have a, a favorite boxing match in the Rocky scene in the
2: Rocky series it, it is too because I think the drama of two it is also because so when I first started watching these films I've probably watched Rocky 3 35 times like just over my life uh, you know every every other um, every other year I probably throw it on but so I've seen that movie so many times. I've seen the first one so many times, but for whatever reason when I was a kid, they would not play Rocky 2 on cable and it would just not come on for the longest time. I don't know why, maybe because it didn't it didn't rate as well with people and people didn't, you know, didn't watch it as much. So when I, you know, finally Stallone had put out you know the series on videotape multiple times on dvd multiple times now on blu-ray multiple times but one of the first times he put all five films on videotape i was i don't know I was probably a teenager and i had just bought them and i was like okay i just want them and i oh, i went back to watch rocky 2 because that was the movie that i had only seen like once or twice and i'd seen the other ones so many more times and so that one is was always more fresh to me so Watching that fight and like I, I I don't know I don't know why but I just it was I was so dialed into that fight because I hadn't seen it a hundred times I hadn't memorized it you know like like the Rocky Three fights that I could sort of call out every punch because I saw that movie so much but I also think the storytelling the you know he finally wins the title the way the 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 dramatic both guys go down in the fifteenth round and one guy gets up with one second left and the other guy can't get up that whole thing is awesome. But um, you know, I but the other thing is both men are like in tremendous shape. Like you look at Rocky one to Rocky Two and you see Sly's body, you're like, Okay, he's kinda getting serious, and then in Rocky 3, he's like a like a, a Marvel character. But uh, you know, Carl Weathers is jacked to the gills in, in Rocky Two as well. So there was always there was something there where I think those guys knew that in order to do better than that first fight, that they had to kind of be in better shape and just make it even more dramatic and and so I, I that fight has always uh, has always stuck with me as the best one. And that's also how the
1: '80s started trending. It was no longer schlu- like big hulking schlubs with cigarettes, <laughs> smoking a bunch of cigarettes, starring in movies. It suddenly became muscles and sh- you know. Bodies covered in baby oil. It became Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Carl Weathers. Like you think about the iconic Weathers and Stallone, or Weathers and uh, Schwarzenegger. Predator, and Predator. Yeah. yeah. Um I think for me that my favorite fight scene in the in the the Rocky and Creed is the the first fight in Creed. It's like the two round. It, it's it's filmed like it's a single shot, but it's not a single shot. But that one where the camera is just kind of revolving around. Uh, around Adonis and then the guy he's fighting the uh the son of one of the gangsters from Dark Knight Yeah he's al- he's
2: <laughs> also a uh real boxer his name is Gabe Rosado I think his name was like Leo or something in that movie so you know he he he's a real guy too so I'm sure that helped Michael B Jordan cuz Michael B Jordan he definitely got in shape for the role. And by Creed 2, I'm sure he felt he was even a better athlete slash boxer. But they put real boxers in that movie. You got Andre Ward, who's maybe the, you know, one of the th- three best boxers of the last ten years. And then, like I said, Tony Bellew. And then, yeah, Gabe Rosado was in that movie too. So they so he had really good people to work with for sure to make those scenes look good.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I remember the first time I, I watched that that boxing match. I was I was floored. Like I was stuck on my couch. That is the one movie I remember where I was who I was watching it with. Like that that scene floored me. Um, another tough tough question. I'm just gonna we're just gonna fire off. You know oh, yeah. the the highlights of the Rocky series. Who is the best villain in the series? Because this is a series that is every movie needs of every and pretty much every boxing movie needs a big bad.
2: Yeah, so I think this is an interesting question, because I think most people would say, oh, you know, Drago was the evil Russian guy, and he's the most... He's always the first one who comes to mind. He's the most memorable character, right? He's the most memorable character bad guy. Uh, when I was... Gosh, when, when Rocky three came out, I was still young, and Clubber Lang really scared me. Like, he physically scared me. Like, I was fearful of watching all of his scenes, uh, but if you like the 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 great thing about carl weathers is carl weathers is not only a really good actor but carl weathers believes he's the greatest actor who has ever lived like that guy has so much confidence like you you know there's the story of of him reading for apollo uh, the apollo role and he's reading with stallone and so he's doing his lines, and he tells... I don't know who he told. Maybe it was Avildsen or something. He's like, you know, I would do a better job if you gave me an, an actual real actor to do these scenes with. And he's literally doing it with Stallone. <laughs> like, like He doesn't know that this is Stallone's you know, going to be the leading man. So that's like the type of confidence Carl Weathers has had. I think, even though people are going to say Drago more than likely, they may say Clubber Lang, Carl Weathers, as Apollo Creed... Is in my book the second best character in that series. And personally, I think he you know, we, we have this thing on um in our series where we gave the MVP, like who which character was the MVP of the movie? I think he steals the second movie. He is so much a part of that third movie because he when he does the the what we call in wrestling, the babyface turn, but he without Apollo without that Apollo Creed character, uh, I don't I don't know what that movie can do. Uh can it get to a third film? I don't know. So I'm always gonna go Apollo Creed. I think he is one of the best um uh antagonists in in movie history because of uh because of those first two films. I will stand with that because I
1: think you're right. I think it is fair to say that he is the most entertaining character in the series. He doesn't have the depth that Rocky Balboa does or the longevity of Rocky Balboa, but he is very entertaining. Carl Weathers is he is on one in every movie. He's he's really going for it. The next thing I have for you is something that is also you know every every boxing movie every combat sports movie almost every sports movie needs a big bad. It also needs training montage. Mm -hmm. The uh, the, for Rocky it's like the pre-fight training
2: sequences. Um, Do you have do you have a favorite? This is so funny because you're like right up our alley of our podcast because we 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 would talk about the training montage and then rank them. And I think. This is interesting because like I said Rocky 4 is a 75 minute music video. So there are technically two different training montages split up by Adrian joining him in in Russia. So that is like if you take out that that part like it's just one 10 minute long training montage. Um Plus, that includes uh, Drago in there as well. Oh, yeah. Drago. Doing
1: the steroids and running around the track and being hooked up to machines. By the
2: way, I've never saw anyone shoot steroids in their shoulder. Like, that was kind of weird. Like, usually you hear people, you know, shooting them in, in, in their glutes, but in the shoulder, that one looked painful. I was, is that going into the bone? What's going on there? Especially when he's going to be shirtless for that fight. <laughs> like, you don't want, you don't want everybody. Why is Drago covered in track marks? <laughs> So I I will go back to Rocky II again, because, and it's all because of the setup. So part of, like, a lot of Rocky II is long and slow, and it's set up that way for the finish, which is Rocky's wife delivers their baby, and she was in, in a coma, and they had, right before she got in a coma, they were arguing about whether he should fight or not, and she didn't want him to fight. So she wakes up out of this coma, and he goes, you know, I've been thinking about it. You know, if you don't want me mixing with Creed. And she just looks at him, and she goes, win. And then Mick gets all excited and, and starts screaming and groveling. And then you see this light come in Rocky's eyes. And, and he had been doing some training previously, but you could tell he was just out of it. And from the second that montage kicks, that's like a 30-minute Like masterpiece. The first hour and a half is a little rough to get through for Rocky II, but you put that second, that that last 30 minutes of Rocky II up against any 30 minutes in the franchise, and it stands up. I don't know if it's the best or the second best or top five or whatever, but it stands with any 30 minutes in the franchise, and that is kicked off by the training montage, which ends up with him hurtling over park benches with 500 kids running with him up the steps to, uh, to, in Philadelphia. So that, that to me still wins. Uh, I, 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 I mean, it's arguable, right? There's tons of people who are inspired by, by different parts of these training montages, but that's always the one for me.
1: It is, it is hard to pick over Rocky, the original running up the steps, gonna fly now's hitting, uh, you know, it's, and, And when you watch it in retrospect, it's the first time he gets up there, and now that's where the statue is. Um, It's, you know, that one's tough. I am going to... uh, I am not going to answer. I am going to respectfully not answer. This is a tough tough question for me. Um, A a typical category we do on this episode, the Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. Mm. In this series, I would say anyone who isn't Rocky or Adonis Creed, you could argue Apollo Creed as well. Um, he, cause he is such a vital part of these movies. He doesn't feel even in three, he, like in three, he doesn't feel that support. He feels like he's right there with Rocky because, you know, but I, I guess you could say Mick would be in the same way, but we haven't talked much, Mick. We haven't talked much Polly. We barely talked Adrian. There's all the big bads. Um, we haven't talked Tessa Thompson her character in, in Creed shout out. Um, so who is your who's the best supporting character for you?
2: That's a great question and I think Mickey's character uh there there are some rough moments uh, with with Mickey. Like he was originally written to be racist. And there is a, there is a comment that he makes in Rocky III that I would take to be sort of racist, and same with Pauly. Like so, like when I when I think about how great those characters are, there's a little bit of a weird thing um, where where I kind of get turned off. But you know, both great actors, great great performances. I'm actually going to go a little bit more low key. So Tony Burton, who plays Duke in the first five films so he is apollo's uh trainer in rocky one In rocky two he's also the trainer but he's trying to talk apollo out of facing rocky a second time like we already won let's move on in rocky three he's in he's with apollo in in rocky's corner and then in rocky four he is now rocky's trainer because rocky lost mick and he lost apollo and I think... And he has the throw-in-the-damn-towel moment. He's got throwing the damn towel but he's also got the moment when they're in Russia, and he tells Rocky, you know, Apollo was like a son to me, but now it's your turn. And he really inspires Rocky, and then, you know, in the corner, Rocky's getting his face kicked in by Drago, and he's like, look, like, he's bleeding. He He's not a machine, he's a man. And he's like, you know... No pain, all your power, all your love. Put it, in. and so to me, the best part or the best character in Rocky Four is actually Duke. I think Duke makes the in- entire movie, and so he would be the, he would be one that I would go with because, like you said, Apollo, Mick, uh, Paulie, Adrian—those are all really big, big parts. Duke's a little bit of a smaller part, but as far as his, you know, for for your. Um, definition, the pinch hitter role, or the, you know, the, the role who, who, who gets the most, the, the most bang for, for for their buck or for their TV time or for their movie time. I think Duke has got to be right up there, uh, for, for the entire franchise.
1: I mean, he, he makes the most of all his work and he is in as many movies as anyone except Stallone. Cause he makes it, he, he lives all the way through Rocky Balboa yes. and then he, and then he passes away. Um, my final question for you, final thing I want to touch on, is a typical category we do before more restore. But would you rather see another Creed sequel, Michael B. Jordan reprise the role, a Rocky reboot because that's it wouldn't surprise me if that's a thing, or a prequel so that it's Rocky right you know before he fights Spider or
2: whatever his <laughs> name is at the beginning of Rocky. Spider Rico, yeah. I, I would say. So so there's a little bit of a qualification because I think they're going to do a Creed 3. I think they may try to entice Michael B Jordan to direct Creed 3 as a way to get him back. The problem with Creed 3 is like, who's the new bad guy? I've heard rumors of Deontay Wilder, who's one of the top heavyweights in boxing today, as the son of Clubber Lang. I'm like, come on, we can't do that again after you just did uh, the son of Drago. So I if that is the idea, I do not want to see a Creed three, And then I would lean more towards the prequel. And so Stallone, again, Stallone says a lot of stuff and not a lot of it really... Uh, comes to fruition he's got a couple of ideas that he's come uh, he he's come public with and one of them was to either do I don't remember if he was thinking of doing a movie or a like a Netflix show on this story about Rocky as the trainer finds uh, a child who is an immigrant and maybe even a an in a, illegal in a immigrant and so there's this backstory with Rocky being a mentor person for this young, this young person that is kind of interesting uh, to so we We get to revisit the Rocky Balboa character again, as, as he's an older person. I don't know if I want to see him without Michael B. Jordan though, because Michael B. Jordan is such a good actor. He has pulled out two of Stallone's greatest performances in the last 20 years. So I don't know if I want to see Stallone without him, and and so that's kind of the negative. But I to, to reboot this, like I mean, every technically every underdog sports movie is a reboot of, of Rocky. So very true. But you know, I would not want to see them redo characters. You know, you could be do a movie inspired by Rocky. That that's totally fine. But to do the 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 characters again, I think that would be a huge mistake. And Yeah, so those would be my rankings, but there's qualifications in, in both of them, too. Uh, a prequel, I think, would be super interesting, and this is what Duan and I talked about, but to do it as like a Netflix series where you get – because cause in, in a series, you know, sort of like uh, Cobra Kai with the Karate Kid uh, movie, you, you just get to tell that story a little bit longer, and you get to go in-depth with way more characters. You don't have the restraints of a two-hour film – I think that would be an interesting way to go if you really wanted to tell a longer version of you know the 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 rocky you know prequel story. I think that would be really cool because that has some
1: legs because Mick does that thing where he you know he tells him that he actually had talent, so at one point he had promise and then he turns into this guy who's just a, a leg breaker exactly exactly so that that could have some run and you could do some some cool, you know, hat tips to the original movie, the rest of the series, something like that. I think that has some legs. I would, I would also like to see Creed three. I think the thing in the thing that the Rocky series kind of struggled with is how do you keep a boxing character? How, I mean, it's, it's what the character himself struggled with. And it's what the series struggled with. How do you keep them hungry? How do you keep, how